Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This episode of Wrestling with Sports is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like blue in the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewables with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy, and it's the way to enhance your performance in bed. So why wouldn't you do it? Honestly, guys, Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have any awkward doctor's visits. And especially in the day of COVID, you don't have to be around people. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. They're made in the USA, so it's cheap. Blue Chew is direct. And the cheaper option, trust me, go to bluechew.com. Right now, Wrestling With Sports has a deal for you just for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Just use the promo code Dennis and pay $5 shipping. I know you paid $5 for much more. DoorDash, you pay $5.99 for a tip, for God's sakes. So trust me, the $5 is worth it. It helps the show out a lot. Again, bluechew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. I promise you, you'll love it. I love it. Try it for free. $5 shipping and handling. Use the promo code Dennis. We here at Wrestling With Sports want to thank you for listening, our fans. And by doing that, we are giving away free stuff, contest stuff, essentially. It may be from Twitter, Facebook, many different ways to win, email. And we're going to tell you really quickly how to do it. Do you want to win a Jason Kindle personalized autographed jersey of the team he played on of your choice? Same with Demetri Young. Do you want to win a whole bunch of baseballs or game-used batting gloves from Jason Kindle? Brett Boone autograph. We are giving that stuff away, many different things, bobbleheads, baseballs, posters, all kinds of stuff that they have just sitting around, and they want to give you the fans. And let me tell you really quickly, all you have to do, if you're on Twitter, just follow Wrestling WS. That's the Wrestling With Sports Twitter feed. Make sure you follow that. Retweet a few of our tweets. If you want to be kind, go ahead and follow Dimitri Young at da Meathook Young. Follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18. And you can follow me, Dennis Farrell, at Undisputed DPF. If you're on Facebook, go over and like our Facebook page, Wrestling with Sports. We do a lot of live videos there, some stuff that you may not see anywhere else. And share any posts you see. We're giving stuff away to people who share stuff randomly and contest winners. Maybe you're like, hey, Dennis, Jason, and Dimitri, I don't have Facebook or Twitter. That's all right. Shoot us an email at wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com and tell us why you should win something. Those emails, by the way, you're giving us permission to read on the air, and we will. You can win something just by emailing us. Now, the biggest way to get noticed 
is show us a picture and email it to us of you subscribing to the podcast on any major platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Show the picture of the comment, and trust me, it will get noticed. That's the biggest way for us to grow, and you're helping us grow, and we're going to reward you for helping us grow. We're all one big podcast family here, and we're just the guys that have some cool stuff to give away to you. So to recap, tweet us, you win. Email us, you win. Facebook us, you win. You win, and you get great content even if you're not selected. We're going to try to select as many people as we can. It's going to be random. It's going to be fun. And we promise you will enjoy us giving away random. Oh, Zoom meetings. We are giving away a ton of Zoom meetings with Jason, sometimes Brett, and Dimitri Young. If you have a young kid who's playing baseball, get a free lesson from MLB All-Stars. Maybe you're just a fan of the show and you want to talk to them. Hey, now you can win a Zoom meeting. We're just giving stuff away to you, the fans. We got a brand new feed here, and we want to make sure you help us grow it. So please tell your friends, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, whether it is word of mouth, and let us know you're telling them, and we will do our best to reward you with all these cool giveaways. time for wrestling with sports it's the opening day edition happy it's we're finally here guys happy opening day this has been an amazing couple days already we're recording this on friday so if you listen throughout the week you already know what happens but here we are brett boone jason kindle what's going on guys what's happening oh, what do you need what do you need from me dennis bring it Oh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, but I just let's start with a few opening day memories from each one of you guys because I've been to just about every Tigers opening day since 2009 since I've gotten media credentials, which is just phenomenal. So I I, I really get to enjoy that opening day, the festivities, the weather, the buzz, the fans coming in for you guys. You just got done with spring training. Now it's time for the big game. You're sitting in the locker. Do you guys have any special memories for opening day for each of you? Well, for me, I'll start. Uh, You know what? I don't have any big-time opening day memories. The reason being is I think – I don't know. You can check the statometer – I think I'm hitting, I think I may have gotten one hit on opening day in all my years, and I'm not kidding. Every opening day was an offer for me. I always looked forward to it, always had a little butterflies because opening day didn't matter. My first opening day, my last. I always had a open, I always had butterflies opening day, didn't want to embarrass myself, and I never got any hits. So opening day, bad memories for me. 
Well, I, I will say this: that last week of spring training, you're you're just chomping at the the bit, just waiting to just get out of there and hopefully not get hit by a pitch or not take a foul tip, or whatever, <laughs> just so, so you can be healthy because it's, it's you're the position players are already ready and. For that being said, the most of the um, pitchers are ready too, and it's obviously money for Major League Baseball and the spring training sites. But um, yeah, I, without a doubt, my first opening um, day ever was probably one of my better parts of my career, just because it was at uh, Joe Robbie Stadium, and it was a you know football field for the Dolphins play at the time. They opened everything up, so listen, Joe Robbie Stadium, you were lucky if you got thousand people. You know, they 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 would go back and say the attendance was maybe five. It wasn't, everybody got two foul balls, but on opening day that year, obviously opening day is opening day and it was packed. And they had like a little bit of uh, uh, the bleachers blocked off and on um, the upper tank and center field. Um, but I mean, there's probably 60,000 people there because it is a football stadium. I'll never forget. I was facing Kevin Brown. First two pitches, hundred miles an hour with sink on the black. And I remember stepping out. I think I told the story before. Next one was, ball it was the same spot actually the second pitch i almost killed their manager florida manager I remember stepping out going um damn very big league pitchers like this i have no chance and then um threw another ball and then he hung a slider base it up the middle scored carlos garcia from second and ended up going three for four that that uh that day and um but kind of like booney not he said he didn't get but it was i would either have a good opening day or an awful opening day. I think I struck out three times, maybe once in my career, maybe twice. I don't know. And one of them was opening day against Felix Fernandez when I was with Oakland. Um, and I just, I remember I hit a, my last at bat, I hit a ground ball to shortstop and I was so excited running down the, um, to first base. Cause I made contact. Well, but, I, uh, I think opening day too, is it, is it, it's a game. It's, you know, we're all sitting there and Jason will tell you this. We're all sitting there. We just want to get off the schneid, you know? It's like we got out of spring. Yeah. Nothing counts. It doesn't matter you had a good spring, bad spring. You just want to be – you want your swing to be on time when it, when, the, when the bell rings. You want to get your first hit. You want to get that knock out of the way. Then it turns in, okay, you're driving your first run. You score your first run. You hit your first home run. And, and then you're kind of off. Once you get those off, you're back. It's kind of like now, now it just morphs into a six-month season. But at first, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I swear it seemed like every year I'd get that first hit somewhere between in mid game two, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and, and then it seemed like I was always, I was always two for nine. It seemed like two for nine every year. And I'm like, all right, if I go one for one tomorrow, I'm hitting 300. And there we mm -hmm. go from there. But, uh, you know, it's silly things we do, but, but it's the way it is. It's just, you yeah, want so, to get and, and I, I wouldn't, stuff. I wouldn't put too much, um, I don't know if emphasis is the right word on somebody who has a good opening day, because I'll be honest with you, it's opening day is awesome, but it's also awful for a player. I mean, it's kind of like this, the, um, because you got all the hoopla, you're ready to go. You got the energy. And then all of a sudden just give me through opening day so we can start our 161 game season. Yeah, because no, no. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of truth to that too. Cause you got the ceremonies, you're running out from right field, depending on your team. Your routine so now. Yeah, you got the you got the cheerleaders there, and, and it's kind of not you know you're lining up on the line. Somebody's there's eight ceremonial first pitches, uh, so there's a lot. So that that's a good point, Jason made. It, it is you just kind of want to get it over with, and now we can start. It's normal, and it's not like a big event, you know. 
kind of exactly. a, a lot of hurry up and wait on opening day for you guys then? Well, I well, yeah, you, you got to be somewhere. You know, you got to be down the right field line at X time. Okay, now you got to get to the top step. We need you now. We're calling you out. Now we got a ceremony. You know, things are backed up. There's usually a lot of stuff going on, ceremonies. Flyovers. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you, you kind of, you know, you like to have a nice opening day and get a couple hits. But like I said, yeah. that didn't happen for me. But once opening day was over, now we can go. And it's kind of like all the all the – all the people that would normally never be in the stands, they're not in the stands ever again. Mm-hmm. But they're exactly. there for opening day. So it's back to normalcy. Uh, I would actually like to, to – I would now that, you, that Booney said that earlier, I'd like to see my stats on opening day because I know that I've had good ones and I know I've had awful ones. Get, it, get, get on that because I know I've never had a good one. And that's a fact. <laughs> Especially from the reporter side of things, you go down opening day and all the news crews are doing their, you know, morning TV shows from there. You have all the big reporters flying into their hometowns. You know, Rob Parker always came back to Detroit. All the radio guys are down there. You have your columnists that show up once a month yep. down there. All that stuff. Well, so, I'll tell you, Cincinnati, and for years, Cincinnati, it's changed in, in recent years, but Cincinnati was always the first game. Yes. And it was always it was always a huge parade that Marge Shot would put on. So in Cincinnati, it was it was a bigger deal. It was almost like a festival. Booney, you know, when, when did they stop that? Was it a couple of years ago? I, I think five or six years ago, because forever, you know, it seems like the history of baseball. It's always some somehow, some way that the Cincinnati Redlegs were always the first game to start off the Major League Baseball season. And, uh, it, you know, it's not that way anymore. Now it's kind of that. You know, we like like the matchup we got last That's night. Nice. You get you get that Scherzer Cole matchup. You know, things have changed a little bit. Um, I don't know. I I don't know about you. I I've, I always like the things that made the game the game to stick to stay. But I guess I guess now with with the way it is I, and the promotion, I, I I guess it's not a bad thing to have the Scherzer Cole matchup game one. I think a lot a lot more people are probably watching that than the Reds this year against. Well, I mean, especially during, you know, what's been going on in, in the world, to be honest with you. I mean, I, yeah, people want to see the best of the best. And so, I mean, I think they did a good job on that. And, um, you know, fortunately for you, it was Aaron out there and Aaron made some very, very good uh, statements. Politically correct. Aaron's very politically correct. He's nothing like I am. I'm not politically correct. But the, did you uh, talk to him at all before? Um, just wish him good luck and everything. I'm, I'm assuming if I did. I, I sent him a text, and uh, actually, I sent him a late text. Said, "Oh, sorry, I forgot it was opening day today." I was I was back east. I was watching my son play, playing in a college summer league. So, uh, but I had dad's dad came with me on the trip, and he's watching his grandkids. And you know, I, I could see him kind of shuffling around, listening to Aaron's game. But also, it's his game. He works. He, yeah, he, he works for the national. So yeah. that's, that's he the na- so he's got the Nationals. He's got his son, and he's got his grandson. He's watching. So. He had his hands full, but uh, I, I didn't get to see much. I I was there for three days. I, I didn't watch or see anything other than Peninsula Pilot Baseball. And by the way, I've had enough. Although I will say, we were 4-0 when I was there. So Love it. They're on their own starting tonight. Are you taking credit for their 4-0 start there? Without a doubt. Without <laughs> a doubt. Because you know what? Because if it was 0-4, I'd be taking the blame. Believe that. It would probably be a tweet about it already. I'm sending it right now. One last stop down memory lane before we move on and talk about current 2020 baseball. Favorite non-home opening day place to see as a player? What what 
ballpark did it best that was not your home ballpark? Well, well, I think it, you know, okay. Well, and, and Jason's experience might be a little different than mine. Most of my, I didn't have that many different opening days. It seemed like in my, most of my games were, I was either a Mariner or I was either a, a Cincinnati Red. And when I was in Cincinnati, it seemed like all our opening days usually were at home. And when I was at the Mariners, it seemed like they were either in Seattle or for some reason we'd open with the Oakland A's. Mm. And I do remember one opening day in, in Oakland, I ran out and it was that, you know, the kind of the world famous uh, PA announcer for Oakland, you know, the guy with the deep voice. Oh, he's, now, awesome. he's awesome. Yes. I know you're talking so about he, uh, I've got about, you know, I'm 10, 12 years in the big leagues and uh, you know, Brad A, it's on the top step. They're, got to run out to the line and he said and batting third the second baseman for the Seattle Mariners Bert Bone and then you know they got the camera that follows you out to the line he called me Bert Bone and I'm going how long has a man got to be here to get his name right and yeah, I he, he, he probably had a couple of uh, uh, he might have had a couple of octagonics up there too <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that but for me it was either Seattle Cincinnati or Oakland for the majority of my opening day. So I really never, you know, I never really saw any stadiums on opening day outside of those three. Well, just to make you uh, feel a little better. And um, I don't know if he's trying to be cute or whatever. One opening day in Oakland, um, Eric Chavez was going out. Who'd been there forever, but everybody called Eric Chavez Chavi. So he goes and betting third, playing third base, Chavi Chavez. (laughs) I don't know if he did it on purpose (laughs) or, he just – I have no idea. So, if that helps you out a little bit. I mean, Eric had been there forever. That's, that's, that's kind of something that Harry Carey would say. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that That's phenomenal. I know a lot of people say St. Louis has one of the best opening days. I've never seen it in person. I The only opening day I've seen in person is Detroit, and they don't do the big parade or anything like that. So, I was very curious about that from your perspectives. I, I, I've then, been there. And, and also – also, you're, you know, as, as a player, as a, from a player's perspective, we just want to get all the, the stuff out of the way. So we're not sitting there kind of enjoying our opening day. We, yeah. we kind of want to yeah. get through. We have no clue what's going on around us. We don't care about the parades. We don't care about the, the guy coming in on a, on a kite to deliver the first ball. We don't care about any of that. We just want to Although the, 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 the kite, I, I, I got to tell the story because you just – well, so, it's one thing too. If you're not playing, if if you weren't playing, if you were hurt or something on the well, then maybe you you could take it in a little bit more. Okay, so I have to I have to tell you the story. It has nothing to do with baseball. Well, the Steelers and the Pirates were playing. I can't remember what year it was. And at the time, I had an apartment up on top of Mount Washington, which overlooked both stadiums. And so what they did was they moved because it was a big day for the Steelers. They moved our game at night. I think it was a Saturday. Um, which was supposed to be the day, and I'll never forget. So I got to see everything. So they had this big old hoopla. I was there for the guy on a kite parachute, had the the football to give it to the ref. He missed the stadium, and I had the best view of it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like the first uh, year of the uh, uh, the new Steelers stadium. I can't Heinz Heinz Field, and um, he completely he was the last one. He had the flag and the football, and he missed it. And I swear, and I was by myself, didn't even think. To record, I don't even know if phones worked back then to record. I have no idea. And I, I 
literally chuckled for about an hour. Just and I got the ball. Did you guys see the the guy miss the stadium? It was awesome. It was actually really funny. Wow. Before we get to our, I get I wouldn't even call it preseason predictions. Now our opening day predictions, where we think the standings are going to finish. One burning question that's been kind of hitting the news lately is name changes in sports. The Braves came out and said, we're not going to do it. We'll get, we'll meet you in the middle. We'll get rid of the chop. You have the Indians that are kind of looking into it. I think they're meeting with some, with some tribes around town to kind of take their temperature on what they think they should do. Uh, look, the Washington Redskins, I actually really like what they did with the name change and the jerseys. I think it's quite smooth. It really has that classic, you know, soccer FC feel to it. I I, I dig what Washington did. I know, the, and they're getting blasted all over social media for the stupid name and all that stuff. I like it, guys. I I couldn't agree with you more. And and to just take care of the Kansas City Chiefs for you guys. And and I um, the story is here is that who I can't remember who. The, first owner of the team, I believe everybody called him chief, everybody. So it had nothing. So they, and I guess they have a bu- um, bunch of uh, things or whatever. So the NFL basically granted the chiefs to a pass. continue to be the chiefs because it had nothing to do with anything. Um, so that's just because you didn't mention them. And I know people are going to bring that up. So uh, I do know that for a fact, uh, but I love the Washington um, Redskins, Redskins new thing. Washington, Washington football team. I think it's just, I think it's classic, and I don't know if it's a kind of a a, a jab. Just be like, wait, we're not going to. We, we, you giving us two weeks to figure out a new team name, uh, but I I actually love it. So um, I don't know. I, I'm not big on changing like the history of of sports because this is how we all grew up. Um, I, I get, I, I see the point with, that everybody is making. And, you know, so I'm just kind who's of. That, who's, that, who's everybody? Well, the, the, the people that are in the media, the, the fans that are in the media, um, whether they protesting or whatever. So, I mean, listen, you got to be politically correct. And, but I, I just grew up. Hey, hey yeah, that's the Redskins. I mean, so now you're, you're going to have announcers um, hosting games or hosting, calling games for the Redskins. And they're going to slip. They're going to say, and that, what's going to happen is people are going to be, oh, that guy said the Redskins. Well, Okay, it's going to happen. It's going to slip, and he's going to get bashed over this whole social media, whoever it may be. Um, but I, I think Washington, the Washington team, I think it is classic because it's kind of a, well, all right, we're Washington, and we're a team. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I think it's the owner of the Washington Redskins saying, I don't want to rename my team, but since you're making me rename it, called the Washington football team. That's my take. Um, I, I, I really don't pay much attention. I try not to let things offend me. Um, I definitely don't like taking political stances uh, when it comes to sport. I think if enough people, um, you know, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about it. But if, uh, if something offends some enough people, I guess change it. It's not, it's not going to change my life. I personally, from a personal view, I, I think it's kind of absurd. You know, if we start changing that and then we're going to change this and we just change everything everybody tells me to change. 
So I have a little bit of different take on it. And, and uh, I'm not for or against it. I, I'm, you know, I respect each, each person from whoever they are, wherever they come from. Uh, you have the same take that I do on it, Booney. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. The fact that the Washington Redskins. I, I, think, I, think, it's, I think it's silly. I, I think it's silly. I agree. But if it offends and the people, fact that people have time them. to sit there and argue, oh, that it's it's racist. There, there's a lot more. There's like, a lot more important things going on in this. Going world on, right? How about instead of arguing um, the name of the Washington Redskins football team, how about wear a mask so you don't get somebody else killed? Or I mean, I, you can go on and on and on about this, and I, like I'm not going to fall into the trap of of being and, and showing sharing my views. This is a, a show for. Um, something else like if they start paying us then yeah i'll go go into my views and you'll probably go into your your views but i i i agree with you that it's silly it's ridiculous i mean it's and if if the people that are out there going like well yeah you know i'm a native american and redskins and how many games have you gone to why is it so negative like ask them i'll never forget i was um in with the kansas city royals i can't remember the guy's name but he's one of the um uh, authenticators and to be an authenticator at a major league baseball game, you got to be the highest kind of rank at the time. There was a cornerback cornerback, and I can't think of his name. He ended up playing for the Rams um, a, a year later. I can't think of his name. And he was, uh, it was all when Ka- uh, Kaepernick was taking a knee of this and that. And he took a knee and, and this guy who's head of all of the, the police, basically when he goes, well, what can we do to help? What, what, what can we, do to help you to, to, to make changes to, to, for us to do better. Let's work together because we don't really understand what can we do. And the guy, uh, Peters, maybe, is that his name? Corn, he's really good DB. And he goes, you know what? I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to speak with you guys. But, and they reached out to him because I think it was one of the first um, uh, players to kneel during the anthem. And I know for a fact that they reached out to him, but he goes, he goes, nope, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. That's just the way it's going to be. Well, how about come together and figure things out? I mean, there's people out there killing people left and right. And if we're more worried about stuff like this, changing names and this and that, than than the uh, the 14 people that were killed in Chicago the other day, or the the murders that go on in Kansas City pretty much every night, or you guys know where I'm getting at with this, but I mean. It, Let's try to get that taken care of first. It's it's tough for me. I I grow you grow up, and these team names become history for you. They become part of your fandom, part of your life. They become part of your life. Yes, you ha- you have people getting tattoos on them because they love the team so much. I think it's dumb, but still. Well, invisibleink.com is a great tattoo remover place. So if anybody got a Washington Redskins tattoo, <laughs> Invisible Ink or change it to the Washington football team. But for me, I look at these, and I, I don't even know if you could call them a witch hunt. I, I don't think they're witch hunts. Maybe for the Redskins, and I think mostly it's because how the owner kind of you know thumbed his nose at people and was like, I ain't doing nothing. Come after me. And when you start messing with the money, people's opinions change. As far as the Braves and the Indians... And, and even the Rangers, which was a weird one for me, because I was like, really? Someone's going after the, the, the Rangers team name? I hate to see it only because that's what I, I grew up with. That's what I know as a fan. I don't want to call Atlanta the the Atlanta Birds or the Hawks or something. And so I got I got a, I got a, a name for uh, the Rangers if they want to change it. 
instead of the Texas Rangers, put Walker in front of Texas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, Chuck Norris, come on, man. Well, it will be for the first time Chuck Norris gets beat at something because that team ain't winning anything anytime soon. <laughs> so, anyways, it, it's tough for me. But once again, I know my mom said we have Native American blood in our family. I don't know yeah, about that. I, 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 I am too. So uh, I, I don't know about that. I still don't think it gives me a, a, a horse in this fight. I guess maybe nobody wants to hear a 43-year-old white guy spew off his opinions right now. And I get it. Trust me. Uh, you know, I understand it, too. So I, maybe this is just one of those things. I step back. I cross my fingers that you know, maybe the Braves and the Indians don't change their names. And we can keep going. I don't think there's anything derogatory about either one of their names. I don't even if the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were named after a chief. I don't think there's anything derogatory. Uh, the I Redskins, the no, they called the guy chief. Right. Called, I told you the Redskins, though. Depending on where you read and what you believe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm okay with changing that, but but I don't see anything derogatory in those team names. Well, what's going to stink is the Redskins might have done something like just classic. Uh, you might, it might just snowball. Instead of the Los Angeles Dodgers, it might be the Los Angeles baseball team. It, I mean, if you're going to change one, it's going to be a, some, someone's going to come up with something to where every team has to change their name. If that's what, if that's where it's going. I mean, it could be worse. Well, that, it could be. I, I like to, you know, I, I like to keep, you know, um, I'm I'm for all what the people want. Whatever people want. Uh, not a doubt. You know, as, a, as a businessman, uh, if if my fans and and my paying customers they want me, to, well then I'm I'm going to do what what the customer wants me to do. Um, as a player, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play the game, and, and I'm going to stay stay out of the, uh, you know, stay above the fray. I'm I'm not going to because I think, you know, there's there's too much real life going on. And we can turn yes. on the news on any given day and hear so much stuff. And I think sports and entertainment has always been an escape for people. And it's a place where where people can drop all the, the, the stuff that's going on in their life. Some people maybe are going through a tough time or 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 you know, what's going on in the country with, with politics here and there. And and I think the average guy just wants to sit down and watch his favorite team and and, and not be brought in to no, I I'm I'm just here to watch a baseball game. I don't want to hear your views. I, I know personally that, that uh, I feel like nobody really cares about what Brett Boone, <laughs> you know, thinks politically. And, and, and I'm not here to really put that on anybody else. You know, it, nobody cares. They want to hear stories and they want to hear about how to turn a double play. And they exactly. want to hear what I think about this upcoming season. And, and, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you before we got on the show, I didn't know what we were going to really talk about. And uh, I just, I just got back literally 10 minutes or whenever we started this from um, the ICU with my mother-in-law, not doing very well, um, cancer. And that's about all I'm going to say about that. But I had no idea we are going to sit here and talk. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, this, this woman who I love sit there and just, you want to just take the pain away. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. And, you know, Thousands and thousands, millions and millions of people have, have dealt with what, I, what I'm, I'm dealing with now as well. And 
like I could care less about the 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 change of or the Washington Redskins. I, I really this I could care less because I just. No, I mean, I mean you, you pick and choose your spots in life, and and without a doubt, you know, sometimes when sometimes when you put your kids to bed at night, and and you have a roof over your head, not just get corny or anything. But and as we get older, you know, you start to appreciate it and you find out what's really important in life. And there are a lot of things that are so much bigger uh, than than some of the things that we sometimes, um, you know, fixate on. And um, like I said, whatever the people want, whatever the customer wants, whatever the fan wants uh, as an owner, if I'm in an owner's position, I'm going to I want to cater to my customer. Um, But but I just you know, there's so many things that so many blessings that so many of us have and, and uh you know i tend to at uh, this stage of my life focus on the blessings versus the the stuff yeah. you know if yeah, I you know what it, 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 sit there and worry about negative crap and boom just made a great point negative crap's gonna happen to you um so yeah i mean is 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 they're gonna change names or whatever who cares anyhow let's get that out of the way that's done um how great is it to have baseball back? Because I'll be honest with you. I sat down, and I didn't have much time to watch. Um, but I wanted to watch Aaron and the Yankees and Nationals. That was the first game. And I watched a little bit of the Dodgers and Giants. And how awesome was it, <laughs> with the exception of the rain, to watch a baseball game last night? Boy, it was great. And you know what? I'm I'm impressed with the presentation of it. I really thought – I was going to be. I agree un- with you. I was going to. I really thought going in, and maybe it was my mentality. I was going to be uninterested. The fa- no fans there was going to affect how I watched it. They're pumping in, you know, the artificial fan sounds in it. I thought it was going to come out hokey. It didn't. I was blown away at how smooth, minus the fans, which I still would have loved to have seen the fans there. the The crowd noise was actually well done. I- I'm shocked. Well, did you guys hear the new thing? I thought it it was great. Yeah, I I, I agree. Did you guys hear the new thing? I didn't didn't catch a ton of it. I didn't catch a ton of the games, but I did, Dennis, when you hit on that fan thing, I I agree with you. I I was thinking, you know, almost like putting in a laugh track on an old sitcom. This is going to work. But but when it played out, it it really was kind of cool. I mean, it kind of lulled you to sleep. And if you close your eyes, you wouldn't even know that, that. that the stadium is the way it is right now. So I, I thought kudos, kudos to Major League Baseball. I think they did a great job. Uh, Absolutely. The the Someone this weekend, out. and I heard it today, I don't know if it's Fox, ESPN, I don't know, is, is this weekend, uh, I heard it, they're going to put uh, uh, kind of what NBA is doing. They're going to put fans in the, what are they, the computer-generated fans or whatever. CGI I don't know how it's going to look. But, I, um, the only thing they could have done better was just not – show so many shots of the empty seats for the fans that are watching at home. Now, players obviously don't care. They're out there. They're locked in doing what they're doing. But it just, to me, this is just my opinion. It just, like, reminded me of – and I know they had to do it, but, I mean, it's just like, okay, let's just lock in on the game, lock in on maybe a certain player, certainly whether they're taking ground balls from the first baseman and – in between innings or whatever it may be, instead of showing empty bleacher seats. So, but once again, it's the media. It's the media just going like, "Hey, don't you guys forget?" I guess I don't know, but I'm actually uh, so excited to see the what do they call it? You guys know what I'm talking about? The, the fans, the um, computer generated the CGI fans, fans in there. Uh, I'm yeah, not. That works. I'm not. I think that's where it gets a little hokey for me. 
I know what the reality is. Don't you don't have to trick me into believing that there's fans there. I'm giving you the benefit of, of the doubt. Oh with the no, soundtrack. no, no! Because what's going to happen is you know there's going to be a computer generated fan either flipping someone off, <laughs> doing some sexual act, doing someone's going to make something like that in the stands, and it's going to be like what do they call those uh, 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 Easter eggs <laughs> in these video games? It's going to be like an Easter egg. Can you find the person? And someone's going to find it. There's going to be something like that happens. That guy will get fired, but it will happen. Boom. On the generated fans? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think they might start doing some, uh, some interesting contests and say, you know, win a chance to catch a foul ball at the game. And then they computer generate you catching a foul ball. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really haven't got into it that much. That's the case. You got way too much time on your hands. There are people out there. I'm telling you, that's entertainment. That's where entertainment is in 2020. We're we're a culture of Instagram, Twitter. Why would why would that be out of the ordinary for what everything else that's going on right now? But I'm more focused on you know we got 60 games and and see how exciting this season and see what we can prevail out of out of what the the nation's kind of gone through. Not only the nation but the world. Yeah, and I and I felt it was important to at least give the presentation a few minutes before we actually got into the previews because we we talked a little bit about it in the earlier shows. We weren't really sure. Here we are. We saw it. It came off really well. I wouldn't mess with it too much from here on out. You found a formula. It, it feels like it works. The cardboard fans. I gotta say, I was actually pretty impressed too with the cardboard fans, and I love the. Uh, did you see the story about Chipper Jones? He bought a cardboard cutout of himself and for uh, for the Mets games, kind of trolling the Mets fans out there. Oh, I didn't see that. You you could do that though, huh? Yeah. Oh, interesting. You should, hey, Dennis, what you should do is just put a wrestling with sports logo with Booney in the back. Obviously, like all of us, all, all of us. Let, let's yeah. all of us go sit at a game that we're not at and see if we could get a picture of us. Well, together. it's got to be Detroit. Cause that's where we did the first. Uh, yeah. Either either that or God Almighty, where would where what ballpark well, would there we you do? Go it? maybe have have people the most people that email in the, the, whatever city they're from. That's where we're going to put a wrestling with sports right. <laughs> by, we'll 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 <laughs> get it right behind home plate. Have that's to where we'll get it. Have to. All right, let's get into some predictions. This is the part of the show you guys have been waiting for. We'll start with the American League East. You've got the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, Tampa Bay, New York Yankees. Guys, going into this season, how? let's start with Brett. How many wins do you think it's going to take to take the American League East in a shortened season? 38. I was going to say... We looking at, uh, we're looking at the 16 playoff teams right now, right? We're just, are we dropping all 16 teams we think are going to be in there? No, no we're just going, we're going uh, East, Central, West... And then National League. I think I think uh, East. Uh, I think the East is between uh, Yankees and the Rays. I think those. That's the elite. With the Yankees being the elite, elite on paper at least. Um, and I, well, once again, it, this this plays into it every time. It's that wild card we always talk about. You know, it's it, it's example. Good example is yesterday. You know, the the National Yankee game is about to start, and all of a sudden we find out that. That Soto tests positive. Aye. What I'm thinking about, what I'm thinking about, is if if uh, if a pitcher tests positive, that's been you know, and pitchers tend to hang together, and all of a sudden you knock you knock out an entire rotation 
So your prediction, you could throw that out the window. So that's still the wild card. Let's just let's just act though like uh, the best teams. We're going to assume that, that this is a normal season. Guys are going to get injured time to time, but for the most part, you're going to go with the guys on paper. Uh, yeah, I think that division is going to take 38 to win. I think the Yankees, you know, the Yankees don't have any weaknesses. And they got a really good starting rotation. Uh, best pitcher in baseball at the top of the rotation. I think a guy like Paxton being a number two. Strasburg a year ago, he's always had that great elite stuff. Uh, I saw a big turn in Strasburg last year from a maturity standpoint. I, I saw him go from a guy that had great stuff to a guy that said, give me the ball, get out of my way. And I think he proved that down the stretch. I think Paxton has that same type of stuff. I think on a given night, he's got Randy Johnson type stuff from the left side. It's whether he crosses that line and gets into that, give me the ball, get out of my way mode. If Paxton makes a big leap this year, man, it, it, Cole and Paxton, that's as good as it gets. I think their bullpen's as good as it gets with Chapman at the end. And I think the lineup, top to bottom, uh, every guy in that lineup's capable of hitting 30 home runs. So the Yankees on paper shouldn't be able to get beat. Uh, Rays, I got the Rays. I wrote them down right here. Rays second. Morton Snell and Glasnow, three studs uh, in the rotation. They got a really good bullpen. And, so are we going uh, with our top two because of that? Pretty much your top two makes the playoffs, right? No, not necessarily top two though. Eight total make the playoffs. I got the Blue Jays third. I think they're going to be exciting. Uh, and then I got the Red Sox. Are going to have a sorry Red Sox nation. They're going to have a tough year. They still got a formidable lineup. Veteran pitching staff's going to struggle. And then I got the Orioles with, you know, they're they're going to be where the Orioles have been. Uh, sad to say, the last five or six years. Jason, there's my take on the ALEs. Jason, can I steal something you said many podcasts ago, which still resonates to me about Please. Toronto Blue Jays? And I don't know because when we when you said this, them being displaced from Toronto was never even thought of. But J- Jason said it best about this Toronto Blue, J- Blue Jays team. They're too dumb not to realize that they should finish bottom two. I think this is the team that's going to go out there and play over their heads because they don't know any better. You have a shortened season. I agree with you that the Red Sox are going to have a down year. It breaks my heart. I also think Tampa Bay, is as high as everybody is on Tampa Bay, I think this is going to be a letdown season for them. I agree that the Yankees are going to take it, but I think it comes down to Toronto and the Yankees. I could not agree with you more. And I will say this, just hearing Brett talk about Paxson, and the one thing I do think that Garrett Cole brings to that team is everybody's going to want to be just as good as he is in the starting rotation. And, and, and trust me, Booney and I both know this because you don't want to be out. And obviously you're 300 and whatever he made, he's making however long the contract is, but he's also going to be going up against every number one out there. And it, we saw that last night, Serger. Now, depending on how the days fall, I don't know how it's going to work. Like they're already screwed up because it was five innings. I don't know how many, I know Serger almost threw hundred pitches, if not hundred. And I don't know how many Garrett Cole uh, threw last night, but um, if Paxson can feed off of what Garrett Cole brings to the Yankees, and with Aaron Boone as the manager, there's nobody going to beat him. But that all being said is I would bet on the young, dumb kids of the Blue Jays 
more than I would Paxton. Now, and, and I, I'm saying this just to try to be completely different, but I've always said that Blue Jays, and now the Blue Jays don't, nobody wants them. Now, obviously, there's, you know, the political stuff behind it, and people want to, whatever. They're going to be in Buffalo. I'm going to tell you what. Now you talk about a chip on your shoulder. Okay, we're going to go to Pittsburgh. Nah, we're going to go to Baltimore. Nah, well, let's just go back to the original spot where our AAA team is the Buffalo Bisons. Okay. They're going to be playing in a minor league park, which the last time I, well, I, Dimitri and I, I had this conversation today is he played there. I never played in Buffalo. Did you ever play in Buffalo? Nope. I know back in the day, it was one of the bigger, they were trying to get a major league team there because um, it was a nice stadium. I don't know the renovations they made, if they have made any. I don't know how many it holds, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to tell you what, if I were the Blue Jays, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder going in like, hey, let's go. We're playing in a minor league ballpark. 29 other clubs are – and I heard they're going to be – they're going to try to renovate it now, which, okay, a little little late, with, with, to make the clubhouse better, the lights better, blah, blah. So, listen, I think Aaron's one of the better managers in the game. Obviously, he has a team. But I've played against Aaron. I know he's a smart baseball player, um, and I know he's a smart manager, meaning he knows what to do, when to do it. If Paxton can follow – what Cole Hamels does, because Cole Hamels don't care. Here it is. Let's go. All right, I lost. Well, you know what? I'm not going to lose next time. I don't know Paxson's mentality. I don't know his makeup. He might be soft. I don't know. That's where I can't stand their catcher. Their catcher, to me, is just awful. Anybody that's going to hit somebody in the back of the head in a brawl, I think is an absolute scared piece of crap. Um, and and it's, it still bothers me to this day that no other pitcher has freaking smoked him um, right and neck because uh, he's going to go out and grab Miguel Cabrera's hair on the bottom of the pile and start punching him in the face. And then let's go to the next guy. I think the guy's a weak human being, my opinion. Um, I just thought of that right now. And I still, to this day, I'm so pissed at that. But tell. the Blue Jays, I'm going to tell you what, watch out. So I'm going to go to be different. Blue Jays, Yankees, Orioles. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Not even with the straight face. I, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Um, who are the other teams? I don't know. Oh, Yankees. Oh, no. Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Orioles. I agree with you. I think the Rays are uh, just all open to this, open to that. Now, is it going to work in a 60-game season? It might. I don't know. In a 162-game season, it's not going to work. Open to this, open to that. Just not going to work. So Let- that's my East. Let's move on to the AL Central. Oh, timeout. What's yours? That's what I said. I, I said the Yankees, okay, Blue Jays. You can delete that shit. Yan- Yankees. Well, we're going to keep it in now because I'm going to say it again. Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Tampa, Orioles. Let's move on to the Central, guys. You have Minnesota. You have Kansas City, Detroit, the White Sox, the Indians. I'll start this one off. I think Minnesota is going to win this division. I can't see anybody else. Cleveland will come in second. Give me the White Sox, the Royals, and then the Tigers. Uh, I think you're right on with that. I, I got Indi- Indians and Twins for me are uh, one and one A. Uh, let's see. You got Beaver and Clevenger coming off sub three and a half ERAs. Don't mind me. I wrote some of this stuff down. That's all right. Still real, real formidable lineup. You got uh, Lindor, Mercado, 
uh, Santana, Reyes. This is a good lineup. Uh, it's a good starting rotation. It's a good bullpen. Uh, I tend the Twins are are pretty good too. They got they got Hill coming Hill and Maeda that came over from the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Burrius and that had a three eight last year, and uh, I, I I think it's pretty good. I think the the difference in the twin I think the Twins lineup rivals the best lineup in baseball, especially from a power standpoint. Uh, I think they had five or six guys hit 30 last year. I think Nelson Cruz to that lineup is a big adi- is a big addition that came in last year. I know he's 40 years old, but something about him, you just stick him in the middle of that lineup, and it looks like those boys are having fun, and they got a lot of power, and they hit a lot of homers. So I'm right there with you on those two. I'm right there with you on the White Sox. I think the White Sox are very uh, similar to the Blue Jays. As far as an exciting, young, hungry team, they got a lot of talent on that team too. Um, you know, you got you got the Anderson kid won the batting title. Makata hit three fifteen. Abreu thirty home runs. Um, you know, you you got every three of the four guys in the starting rotation under a four ERA. I think they're young, they're hungry. I think they're like the Blue Jays, and I think I finish it out the same way. I think the Royals four, and I got uh, Tigers fifth. Jason. Royals, Indians, White Sox, Twins, Tigers. Because you're in Kansas City? No, because I know the young talent that they have. And, yeah, I, I used to work with them, and I don't anymore. But you, come but, on. The Royals over the Twins? The Royals uh, over the Indians? See, what, see what Singer does tomorrow. Singer's going to dictate what the world's going to do. This kid is good. Bobby Witt Jr. will be on the big league club by the end of the year, I, I hope. Like, if I still – part of me is like, God damn, maybe I should have – because I want to go and be like – and I'm, I'll, I will text the people that I know, get this kid up. This kid is the real deal. So people don't know about these young guys. Now, once again, the whole COVID stuff, I don't know. So I'm going with the Kansas City Royals to win. Cleveland Indians, because I just think their shortstop is one of the, if not the best in the game. Um, Chicago White Sox got a lot of, lot of pop, small ballpark. I just don't think that uh, they're going to – I just don't think. The Twins are gonna going to – too much hype. Too much hype for them. You think so? They have not won a playoff game, and I guarantee you it's just eating at them. They have not won a playoff game in I don't know how many years. I don't know. I can't remember if they won one last year or not, but they have not won a playoff game. Um, I want to say like in 10 years. I don't know that whole stat. I, I do know that I was a part of one of them when Oakland, we went in and swept them in the 2006 playoffs. Maybe they've won one since. Um, and Tiger, I think that's yeah, the last time the A's won a playoff game. What's that? <laughs> I think that's what the last that? time the A's won a playoff game, 8 well, I wasn't a part of the ones that were uh, the latter, so <laughs> probably you're right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AL West. You've got teams like the Mariners and the Angels and the Rangers and the Athletics and the Astros, and I'm going to go on the limb, guys. I think the Oakland A's win this division. I Look, don't get me wrong. I know Houston's a team to beat, but I don't know if teams – I think this is the year and this is the team – where teams play, even the worst teams in the league will play their best against the Astros, the stick it to them. 
And I, I think you're going to see this team suffer. And I think Oakland has a good enough team where if it came down to the wire, they could beat out the Astros for that division lead. I, I Call me crazy, but I think Oakland wins this division over the Astros. All right. Um, you haven't hung up yet, see, guys. Oakland. Well, I'll tell you what. Oakland's in the conversation without a doubt. Let's go to the Astros first, okay? I got kind of the Oakland and the Astros 1 and 1A one again. I got the Astros. Okay, we got Verlander. We got Granke at the top of the rotation. These guys are not getting any younger. Great pitchers. Verlander's the first ballot Hall of Fame. Granke's uh, – you look back at his career, it's kind of getting Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, but you're missing one thing, the, the best pitcher in the world, and now he pitches for the Yankees. That's a huge uh, that's a huge guy to take out. That makes a big difference as far as how that team made up. Still with that lineup, it's as good a lineup as any any uh, lineup in baseball. you got Springer, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, Guriel. Uh, that's as good a lineup as anybody. Uh, I still think the, the Astros are going to be a great team. A's, man, it seems like the last 20 years, from, from the time I was playing against them in the early 2000s through modern day, they find a way, that organization finds a way to churn out young players and formidable young players. This is a very talented lineup. They got one more year under their belt last year. I think they're going to be right there in the end. I think it's going to be fought out between the A's and Houston. I think the Angels finish third, but have a decent year. Uh, they've had some down years lately, and I think you fit, you 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 uh, round it out with the Rangers and and Mariners coming in last place. I just don't see any. You know, I've I've gone over them as much as I can, and I really don't see them finishing any higher than fourth. So Rangers and and uh, Mariners bring it up the rear. There's my AOS. Kindle. We got Angels, A's, Houston, Texas, and Seattle. Um, really? Seattle, meh. Texas, meh. Um, Houston, if they know what's coming, they might be a little higher. <laughs> A's, the one thing that I do know about the A's is that, and I hope this is because, listen, I'm an Oakland fan because I played there. Um, and when I got to Oakland, Oh, we're, we are notorious for getting off to a slow start. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen this year. I'm going to tell you what. After the All-Star break, we're like 12, 15 games out of first place. We come back and win the division. I mean, it, it, I, and so I've obviously kind of kept a, an eye on that um, throughout the years, and it's every year. Hopefully that's not the case for them. Hopefully they start out uh, and, and they just go. Because I am an Oakland A's fan because I played there. And, and I hope they win it. But I will say this, and I can't stand Joe Madden. Um, and I, I, I can't bet against Trout Rendon. Now, I get it. Rendon is out right now, and hopefully that's not going to be a um, – yes, is their pitching good enough? No. But I don't think they're going to – they're going to bang with everybody. And you know what? They that have one little secret good. weapon in there that I know is a, a good dude. He doesn't have it. Anymore, he's gonna get you a big knock, and um, hopefully Albert can sit there and give all of his, the, the the wisdom and stuff that he has gone on and done, and um, help these guys out. Because I'll guarantee you, people forget about that. You know, Mike Trout's the best player in the game. We get it, but uh, I'll guarantee you, having uh, Albert there has not hurt um, from a pitch selection type thing. To I, listen, I was never a power hitter. 
to a watching this type thing. Albert's been around for a long time for a reason. Yes, he's obviously getting paid and he, he's done. We get it. Um, but he's still going to be a big factor, especially the younger kids coming up. And then you go out into left field. I mean, I, but I'm going to tell you what, the key to that team, who I believe is is their shortstop. Their shortstop, yeah, he's, he's going to be hitting eighth or ninth. This dude can play. So, once again, not a big fan of men, but uh, uh, Simmons might be my MVP of this year. All right. Yeah, Is it off the wall? Yeah. Absolutely it's off the wall, but I, I'm off the wall yeah. too, so. Dennis, it's getting hard to to, to take Kendall serious. I, that, you know, that, that last – Hey, now here's the question. Do we want to knock the National League out now or do we want to save do it, it now. for – Like, hurry up. What do you got? All right, let's knock it out. Huh? Let's – Let's, let's go. I, I got things to do. Let's start with the NL East. Here's my prediction for the NL East. I think the Braves win the division, followed by the Nationals, then the Mets, then Philly, then Miami. I, I just I love what the Braves are doing. I'm not sold on the Mets. Washington's just been a little bit banged up. Nothing's really fallen their way. And I think this is just the season where you just – I don't think they can overcome what's coming their way, and I'm not sure we've seen the worst of it yet for the Nationals. So – I'm I'm putting that into my predictions where it's the Braves, the Nationals, the Mets, Philly, and the Marlins, guys, for me. All right. Uh, well, you know what? I, I think I've been kind of copping out with the one and the one A. So I won't go. I'll, I'll erase my one and one A. I'm going to go with the Nationals first. And the reason I'm going to go and, and what I'm going with all my picks on is it's a 60-game season. I'm going to go with the best starting pitching. And the Nationals have that. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin is unmatched in that division. No one's even close. Uh, they're the same team, essentially, as they were a year ago, minus Rendon. Now, Rendon's a huge loss. You know, MVP candidate. I understand that. But I think they're the same team. I think they're, that's enough to win that division. Uh, I think the Braves come in second, but I still think they're a playoff team. I think they're a young team, obviously ridiculously talented offensively. Uh, and have a good pennant and a good starting rotation. I think the Phillies, for me, are three. I think the four just recently, uh, you know, I don't think he was a huge difference maker, but I think he definitely made the rotation a lot stronger with Stroman. He's out with, the, with a uh, torn calf. You got DeGrom, to me, is is the closest thing to, to Cole in, with the Yankees as far okay. as starting pitching. Uh, you got him at the top as good as anybody. But after that, you got Syndergaard out. I think uh, you've got a lot of question marks in the pen. Batances comes over from the Yankees. I just don't think it's enough for the Mets finish above fourth. You know, fifth, we have the Marlins. That's kind of an easy pick right now with where it's easy to beat up on them. But I think the Phillies, surprisingly, and I think the Phillies, with the, with the eight teams from each, each league now making the playoffs, I think the Phillies have a chance to actually make the playoffs. I don't hate that. Jason? Shock the world. Oh, boy. Here so I'm going to say, Marlins, Mets, Atlanta, Phillies, <laughs> and now, he's, now he's making a mockery of it, Dennis. No, 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 no. You're going to see some young players <laughs> from the Marlins who have never had a shot. You don't even, right, you, don't you, even know you're their still, names. You're still that not are going to go out and count. put up some numbers. They're going to be 
hitting huh. bombs off of guys Boy. like Scherzer and I mean Syndergaard, et cetera, et cetera. I'm telling you what, Don Manley. I don't know Don Manley that very very well, but I will say this: I got the Marlins, the Mets, the Braves, Phillies, Nats. Next one, Dennis. Wow. So you're gonna put? Oh, wait a minute. You're gonna put? Oh, go ahead. A rotation of Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin last yep. in the division. That that makes that's not okay. Uh, you know what? You know what? Hey, oh, hey, watch. I'm gonna do a little loop. Okay, so now we have. I put oh, the, the Phillies last now, and the Nats are. Um, I, I, I can well, move hey, all, I, I can move all the other stuff around matter. too, but Marlins will win the division. If the Marlins get into the playoffs, oh, it's over. It's over. They win. I mean, it's well, if they're going to win the Blue division. Jays in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dennis. Sorry. National Sorry. League Central. Let's go. Let's go. National <laughs> League Central. Here's my pick, guys. Shortened season. For some reason, I just I'm putting my faith in the Cardinals. I think they're gonna win this division. This You're is crazy. A, oh, okay, Mr. Miami Marlins winning that other division. I look, I think for, for a short season run, the Cardinals are put together well. I think the Cardinals take that division. Then the Reds. Then the Cubs, then the Brewers, then the Pirates. All right, I'm up. Uh, I am going to agree with Dennis. The Cardinals do win that division. You got a, a young kid at the top of that rotation, Flaherty, that's really has a chance mm-hmm. to be really good. Wayne Wright is showed me a lot last year in the postseason, even though he's older, the way he pitched. Uh, Hudson Michaelis. Uh, you got a real, you got a formidable lineup, older lineup, but still really good. Something about St. Louis, kind of like, kind of like the A's for me in the in the uh, American League. Over the years, the A's just find a way to get there in the end with a small payroll. Uh, not necessarily the payroll being the, the X factor, but the Cardinals just find a way to get to that postseason. Something about it, that city. I'm going to take them one. I'm going to go with the Reds two. Uh, you know, Bauer at the top of the rotation, he's fine. Sonny Gray, he's fine. Castillo, I don't think uh, – Reds have a pretty good lineup. I don't think they're good enough. I think they're good enough to make the postseason with the eight-game format. Um, who do I got? I got the Cubs third just because I put the Cubs third. But then again, they could be a flip-flop for me with the Brewers. I think both – neither one make the playoffs. Um, Brewers got a really good bullpen, however. And – Trailing, you know, I'm sure this will be flip-flop for Jason, but I got his beloved Pirates dead last. That's a little bit of a rebuilding situation. Jason will probably pick Miami to win this division, too. He might pick the Patriots. <laughs> no, this is actually like, this is actually tough for me because um, I truly believe that managing is going to be a huge part of this and the way you handle your bullpen. Um, both these guys are my friends. Uh between David Bell and Craig Council, I, I I'm going to go with the, <clears throat> the Reds. I, and honestly, it's it's a straight coin toss for me because Council I played with, and I know that he knows what he's doing. But it, Dave the same way, and he's got that uh, that red ass in him. So does Council. Council usually seen Council take BP. He, he's the worst BP hitter I've ever seen. He would pop up a ball every in the cage, and he just <laughs> he'd yell at himself. Um, I don't know. Um, 
I'm going to go with the Reds, Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to be last. Now, they'd be first if uh, Booney and I were over there managing, and, and he was my bench coach. But, yeah, Pittsburgh has no shot. Um, Reds, Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, and then Pittsburgh. That, that's interesting. Here's the thing for me with at least the Cardinals, and this is why I, I put them first in this division. They don't have to go a full season. They just have to be healthy enough for 60 games. And I think this is a team that can be healthy enough for 60 games. They have a nice, amazing young farm system. I think they call up a surprise call up and he blows up. This is just a team where where I think things are going to go south for the Nationals this season. Just the way things are breaking for them right now. I think it's the other way. And it always seems like St. Louis, for whatever reason, always comes out on the other end smelling like roses, even when they're not supposed to. And, and you know what? You're absolutely right. But And I will say this, and this is just – this is a first time and going to be a last time. There's going to be a 60-game season, and however many make it, 16 make it in. I truly believe that there is something behind a, a manager or in your coaching staff that when you've been there and done that, when you have a resume – it speaks volumes to to your players. It, it truly, truly does. And I know that for a fact. They're going to have to manage this year. A manager, and I've said this before, should maybe win or lose five, ten games is way too high. But I'll just say ten games. Five to ten games a year at most. And ten games is really high. I truly believe that. So you are looking at two guys in this division and David Bell and Craig Council, who have been there and done that. And I truly believe that is what is going to put some of the, And you know what? You guys might laugh at my Marlins. And, uh, but, you know, I got There's no right about it. There's been there and done that. And it's what he can do with that team. But I truly believe it's going to be the Reds and Brewers. And I think it's going to be neck and neck um, d- down the wire. And, you know, I was watching. And, and listen, I, I know some guys over there, you know, like Moustakas today. I don't know how many RBIs he had, but I know he double whatever. But I mean, it's a winner. It's a winning player. I watched. Hit 30, he hit thirty-five homers. Huh? Mustakas hit thirty-five, didn't he? Yeah, he hit thirty-eight, and then he had the Royals record until uh, Solaire broke it uh, last year, actually. But uh, this it's, that is a band box for Mike Mustakas from where he now obviously Milwaukee's kind of a smaller, but from coming in from, from Kauffman Stadium to here and he hit 30 this guy's going to rake now the only thing that uh moose might have against him is not knowing a certain amount of pitchers but i mean obviously interleague play is right. interleague play i mean you play a lot of teams but i'm gonna tell you what moose Dacus is gonna hit a lot of home runs in that ballpark and i i, I don't know uh who's the guy the kid from detroit that was with the cubs last year mark uh oh uh cast um you got some pop now once again pitching you got trevor bauer People might like him. People might hate him. He speaks his mind as well as I do. Um, Sonny Gray needed to get out of that big city. Had a good year last year. I know they have a couple of young kids. I'm going to tell you what. I, I, I don't, I'm going to go with the Reds, and I hate going against Council. Trust me on this. I hate going against Council because I know how smart he is. Um, so there's Are my we simple. still on your first pick? Oh, okay. No, no. He he got he got, he got it through. Let's wrap this podcast yeah, up with that. the NL West. I've got the Dodgers. I don't think that's going to be a secret. I think all three of us will probably pick the Dodgers. Here's where it gets tricky now because I think 
any four of these teams, minus the Giants, can finish second. So it's a coin toss between the, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and the Padres. I went with the youth and the Padres. Then I went with the Rockies, then the Diamondbacks, then the Giants. What All do you right, think? Dennis, am I up? Yep. Uh, I, I think uh, the Dodgers is obvious. Um, for the top, the best, best, uh, best team in the National League. Um Best lineup in the National League. Um, best uh, for me, uh, best starting pitcher in the National League. Bueller, uh, they're number one. He he's the best. You got Kershaw. He's got Scratch. I like Arias uh, getting a getting a chance to take the ball every fifth day. You're going to miss. You know, you, you were planning on having Price come in, who is going to replace Rue, who you moved. Uh, now Price opted out, and Rue's gone. So. But I think that team and in that division, especially, they can they can weather that storm. Uh, obviously, the addition of bets to an already ridiculous lineup. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. I think Bumgarner and Ray one two. It's enough for that division. Uh, got some talent in the lineup. I'm going to go three with the Padres. Very talented, young. So not necessarily proven that much, but a, a young starting rotation. I like them. I like led by Tatis. I like the youth in the lineup. I think they're third. I don't think it's a very strong division. I think the Rockies are fourth, and I think the Giants, uh, they're going to have a really rough season. Oof. Boy, I hate to be a scout on that team. Yeah, well, just remember, I can call my brother. <laughs> All right, Jason, what do you got for the NL West? Diamondbacks, Dodgers, San Diego, San Francisco. What? Listen, I will say this, though. You know who I like a lot is Ray from last night, the redheaded. Jeez. He's got some power stuff. Pretty impressive. The Dodgers are better, but I'm going to tell you what, and I'm going to tell you why. Arizona's going to this division. Because of one man and one man only, and I watched Don Mattingly, right? Madison Baumgartner. I'm t- I don't care. He might be done. He might be this, but he's gonna once again, kind of like a pool host, bring this information. I watched Baumgartner in the 2014 World Series. He was out in the bullpen, seventh game of the World Series, before anybody was even on the field. Give me the ball. I'm in the locker room with Jane Shields. And I'm like, hey, Shields, uh, you got your spike with you? Oh, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm a free agent next year. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Look at that camera right there inside our clubhouse. Madison Bumgarner sitting there like this. No one's even out there. Anthony Hanning started. He's sitting there like this. Comes in after throwing however many pitches two days ago. I'm going to tell you what. I will not bet against Madison Bumgarner. And now, is Madison Bumgarner the whole team? No, not at all. I'm taking the Diamondbacks over the Dodgers to win the West. And then I got the Padres. And listen, I wanted to put the Padres over the uh, Dodgers just because my boy's Hosmer. But, you know, I got to be some type of realistic. I mean, I already got the <laughs> Why start win. now, Jason? Why start now? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, if I could get Bumgarner, Crawford, Hosmer, Tatis, um, Betts, like on a team or something like that, then I'd pick that team. But Arizona, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. Wow. Wow. 
And bottom line is, I'm thinking about myself managing. No, no, I, you know, that all being said is watch and see what happens. Oh, oh, we will. Now, now, Brett, what do you think is the most ridiculous Jason pick of this podcast? Ridiculous, not ridiculous. Ridiculous. Jason's picks. Yeah. Which one? You always need a foil on the broadcast, don't you? Uh, Boy. Wow. I, I think the Miami Marlin one is just wow. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's up to something. You know, just you can't be that far on that side. You know, <laughs> it's it's like when it when I'm sitting here looking out my window and it's sunny. It's it's like Jason's going to come over and convince me I need an umbrella. That, that's how I look at his picks right there. And it's well, gonna... do, you, do you have sunscreen on? dennis write these down time will tell i i i think my mine and your picks were were more kind of cohesive i'll go with the starting pitching over jason and his managerial moves all my years in the big leagues there's not too many times where i came home after a game said man the manager really screwed us up tonight hey boone how many times you played 60 games a year I'm being honest. Well, man, never. Did you did you play did you ever play sixty games a, games a year, Booney? Did you play sixty I games in Atlanta? Did. Never, never. All right, all right. Here we go. Well, there we go, guys. Happy opening day. We brought you what we could on a on an amazing weekend. We're all excited and good baseball too. I and I we said this at the top of the show. I want to say this at the end. I really thought I would watch one game this year and go, meh, not for me. I'll wait until the fans come back. But that- you're going to go and get the Marlins uh, Fox Channel, aren't you, on pay per view? I <laughs> I need whatever you're smoking, man. I need it because you are off on this amazing trip, and God forbid. I, I pray that they don't catch fire and win because I oh boy they'll we'll never hear the end of this boon if if for somehow this jackass finds a way to be right. All right, boys. There we go. As I would say, I'm out. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling with Sports with Jason Kindle, Dimitri Young. Sometimes Brett Boone and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling With Sports on all major platforms, especially if you're a new listener. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and please, please, please tell your friends. We have a brand new RSS feed, so we're really trying to promote that, and we can't do it without your help. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow Brett Boone at TheBoone29, Dimitri Young at DAMeatHook, D-A, duh, meat hook. Jason D. Kindle 18 is for Jason Kindle. And myself, undisputed DPF. I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us. And we keep doing it for you. So please, please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well wrestling with sports that's where you can get some live videos you can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else so on behalf of the guys thank you once again wrestling with sports
Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit accesstv.com for more information. Don't forget, Slammiversary 2020 is on the horizon live on pay-per-view July 18th. Go now. Make sure you get that pay-per-view because last year was phenomenal. I should know I was there. I enjoy it. I One of the best pay-per-views of 2019 Everybody from other promotions even said so. Don't forget, you can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content.